Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Last week, we started on the topic, Does God Choose When We Die? It was based on an email that I received in response to the weekly word of hope that I send out each week. And so last week, I read that original email, what this mom said about that, and I had made a comment about neither life or death is in our hands. God is the one who gives life within the womb, and God chooses when each person takes their last heartbeat. And so this mom emailed me concerned about that thought that God chooses when we die. And so I did respond to her, and I read that response last week. And then it has been sparking a conversation between Dave and I. And so I decided to just put the microphone between us, and we just talked about it and brought in some other scriptures and just had a conversation between the two of us. And so that is what you're going to hear right now is the conversation between Dave and I on this topic, Does God Choose When We Die? Like I said last week, Dave is here with me. Hello. And we are going to talk about this. And uh, we've done this before, just kind of put the microphone in between us. And we're just going to talk about it, and you get to get in on the discussion. Verbal volleyball. (laughs) Verbal volleyball. Okay. So um, I guess I'll just start out by asking you, Dave, what do you think about, was it a poor choice of words that God chooses when we die? Is it perspective? Because like I like I said last week in the email that I wrote, that may be a poor choice of words, but there are so many times when it, it seems God miraculously spared somebody's life. They should have died. We saw that with Becca over and over again. But, you know, someone who, you hear stories about someone who was in an accident and somebody came to their aid and then when the ambulance got there, Nobody knows anything about somebody being there. There was mm-hmm. nobody there. So was that an angel? How did that happen? There are just so many times. So when God doesn't step in miraculously to spare somebody's life, does that mean he's choosing when they die? What What are your thoughts here? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I think in one sense that it was probably a poor choice of words based on, I know your heart, that... Uh, he is all-knowing, but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean he chooses specific things. We know there's all sorts of things that happen in this life that are not a part of his will. Mm-hmm. And death is one of them, And death period. is definitely one of them. I think maybe one of the things we struggle with as Christians is we've heard so often, you know, God's all-powerful, or, or maybe even phrases that nothing happens that doesn't cross God's desk first. Mm-hmm. Like or he go has, through his hands. Mm-hmm. Through his hands, that he has to rubber stamp everything that happens type of thing. And and I get where that thought is coming from because he is all-powerful. Mm-hmm. But as a part of being a loving God, he gave up some of the control mm-hmm. to give us free will. And that free will caused originally sin and death to enter this world because right. now all of creation is in Paying chaos price, yeah. trying mm-hmm. to... You know, totally out of sync with with our Creator. Yeah. The thought that God is in control gives us kind of a 
false sense of security in some ways. Because even though he is all-powerful, there still is things that happen on this earth that are not a part of his will, and death is one of them. But he does know when it's going to happen and also knows how it's going to happen. And as far as the miracle side of things, if it weren't for the difficult times, then those miracles wouldn't necessarily be miracles. Mm. <laughs> so I, I guess those are some of my original thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. Now, Psalm 139.16 says that all of our days are ordained by God and written in his book. So does that mean we have no control over when we will die? And I think maybe that's yes and no. Right. I, I, well, I think that scripture is referring to the fact that he knows from the beginning mm-hmm. what our end will be in, in the sense of our physical mm-hmm. side. Right. I mean, if, if you look at all of the apostles, all but one died of horrific death. Mm-hmm. Martyred him. Martyred him. And God didn't come in to miraculously spare them at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, so did he choose that they die a horrible death? The that's heart, not that's who not God God's is. heart. Mm-hmm. You know, but we live in a world where other people's free will and choices affect us, especially mm-hmm. if you live in a communist nation and are persecuted for your faith. Which is going on a whole lot more than we realize. There's a lot more of that in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in America especially, I know we have listeners all across the world, but in America we have a tendency because we don't see that mm-hmm. day in and day out in our own borders we kind of think that that doesn't happen very often. And that was biblical times, and it's not really happening that much. With our brothers and sisters across this world, there's a lot of them that are facing day by day very, very difficult things. So I think some of it, too, has to do with our experiences. (laughs) Well, and something that I kind of alluded to in the letter was that we look at death so much differently than God does, especially Mm -hmm. as a believer, God says he welcomes. I mean, it's like a party day for him (laughs) when one of us comes home Mm -hmm. and we come to live with him for eternity. We look at it as a horrible thing. And I think sometimes, I think that's probably a lot of people, they might not fear death itself, but they fear they don't know how they're going to die and they Mm -hmm. don't want that kind of pain. But I, I think that pain is so fleeting compared to eternity that it's almost like what door are we going to go through <laughs> to mm-hmm. leave this earth? And some have the blessing of just going peacefully in their sleep, and some go through horrific things. But that doesn't mean that God made the choice, well, you're going to have to go through this, and you get to go in your sleep. You know, that's not the kind of, that's not God. That is not a loving father. You know, and that whole thing of toying with mortals because God chooses how we're going to die. Right. That- definitely is not what you were referring to at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, God, we do know he is omniscient. He knows everything, including everything in the future for all of us. And nothing that we can do will change what God already knows will happen. I, I know that there's like that uh, predestiny, predestination, you know, that people mm-hmm. believe that it is what it is. We can't change it because God's already set it in motion. And scripturally, I don't think that can really be supported. There's one verse, I think it's Ephesians or Galatians, where it talks about that. But as a whole, 
God gave this earth to man. Man gave it to the enemy. <laughs> and then Jesus came to give it back to us. So our lives are lived out in a world where we're surrounded by sin and chaos and decay and all of that stuff that's difficult. And God knows every day of our lives. He knows what we're going to think. He knows the choices we're going to make. He knows the choices other people are going to make that affect us. But that doesn't mean he's like a puppet master pulling the strings, making it happen. He just knows what those things are going to be. Well, you know, and Jesus asked us when he told us, you know, how to pray the Lord's Prayer. He said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a whole process. God's in the process of redeeming this earth. Jesus came and he paid the price and it was finished from the perspective of our salvation. But we're still in that process of this world being redeemed. And the good news is if you take a sneak peek in the back of the book, (laughs) Jesus wins. (laughs) But it's a process to get there. You think of the whole tribulation time frame in Revelations. That is a horrific time. Mm -hmm. It says it's going to be worse than anything the world's ever been in. So you know in the future, that's... It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. But God never said he was going to spare us from those things. But he did say he'd be with us through those Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. And that's the key. Yeah, I'm, you know, (laughs) been working on for almost a year, a book that will be coming out hopefully in November. It's some Reflections of Hope. And I just this morning got done writing a couple entries that are along that line that in something that I heard Wayne Jacobson say recently is that pain is not the Antichrist. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Jesus Mm -hmm. came to, you know, help us through that, not eliminate it while we're here on earth, but that's what he came to do is to redeem our lives through the pain, through the suffering, you know, that this is not his fault. This is man's fault. This, this is what we find ourselves in is man's fault, not his fault. And the enemy's fault. And the enemy, because the enemy deceived man and is still definitely working in that uh, deception. But we definitely can make decisions that will shorten or lengthen our lives. There's no doubt about that. It's just God already knows what those choices are going to be. And as far as God choosing when we're going to die because he doesn't step in, I guess, is there really an answer for that? I mean, it's just, I think it's beyond our understanding. Right. It's a thing. I mean, he knows. And why he steps in at times and not at other times, maybe it's because uh, the Bible says it's appointed for man to once to die. Mm -hmm. So he knows we're going to die. We know it's going to happen. He steps in maybe because that's just not the time that was appointed. I don't know. What we do know is that he cares for us each day. He's not just out there kind of letting things play out. And I think that founder, a lot of the founders of, of the United States, our founding fathers, many of them were deists that believed in a God, but they didn't believe that he took a personal interest day in and day out. That seems like a miserable way to live out as a Christian. It it was, uh, he created and just, okay, let's see what happens type of thing. Mm. And yeah, as a Christian, we know that's not true. Jesus was. Well, all through Paul and Peter, all those (laughs) books of the Bible, I mean, show that he wants to be involved in their everyday life. Right. But he's not going to control it. Yes, exactly. Because control comes from the enemy. Yes. So that's very true. 
God is not going to control us or manipulate us or dominate us or intimidate us. <laughs> you think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. God didn't spare them from the fire, mm-hmm. but he showed up with them and right. went through it with them. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So I find it interesting that James chapter 4 in verses 13 and 15, it talks about how we shouldn't say things like tomorrow or next year I'll do such and such because we have no idea what will happen to us before that. And that um, he even says our lives are like a vapor that vanishes, but that we should say, be saying, if it's God's will, we will live to do those things. And that's interesting how it ties in with this whole, does God choose when we die? Because this verse specifically says we need to be praying if it's God's will. Well, then the way our daughter died, that meant it was God's will that she died like that. And that's a scripture I think people point to a lot that believe that God chooses specifically when you're when and how you're going to die and again i think the, the term choice is is wrong mm-hmm. you know, even i know like when we've talked to wayne jacobson even you know when you're saying god allows it because then you're saying god is allowing like children to some, be raped and sex horrific, trafficking and it's like what it, kind of a father it makes a, a part of it if you it does it, to, it yeah, does concept is doesn't really but then it, it uh, how can our minds comprehend but he's not mm-hmm. stopping it so it's this is a really hard thing but that's that's also because we always try to yeah. go through our logical process yes. especially if you're people like me that's very analytical and the bottom line it comes down to our faith that God's good we trust him whatever's happening he's there to help us through it Mm-hmm. And I say all the time, he sees what we can't see, he knows what we don't know, and he mm-hmm. makes decisions based on eternity and the whole big picture. And we just see in part, we know in part, and so when something like this happens, our minds, like you said, our minds have to figure it out. We have to right. figure out why. Mm-hmm. We have to make sense of yep. it. And we're not going to. If we could yeah. understand God, he wouldn't be God anymore, really. I mean, and I need him to be higher than me and his thoughts. I need him to be more than what I can figure out. Because if I can figure God out, I've reduced him to humanity. And then he's not God anymore. And I need him to be God. Yeah. If faith has to fit specific logical questioning, <laughs> then it really isn't faith anymore. I mean, I, I understand that there is a, a need to sometimes logically take a look at the way things are unfolding or whatever. But a faith in who God is, is not dependent on circumstances around us. Because mm-hmm. our circumstances, I, it goes back to the same thing. You, a large hurricane hits and destroys a city. There'll be some that say, well, that's God mm-hmm. punishing that city for all the sin and horrific mm-hmm. things that are going on in that sin. City. Their mm-hmm. city. And, but they completely ignore the fact that there are believers in mm-hmm. Christ that are going through that suffering or, or dying from the same thing. And, and I do know that there is a judgment from God, but that judgment, I think, in my opinion, God's judgment isn't his wrath pouring out, destroying things. His judgment is, you don't, you don't want me in your life? Okay, I'm going to step back and the world's going to do what the world's going to do. Mm-hmm. And because of the the disintegrated sinful nature that's especially if the holy spirit isn't involved in it 
this world is going to fall apart quickly. And I think that's part of what the end times is, is, you know, the Holy Spirit pulling away and the evil in men's hearts and the satanic influences just take over and wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of brings us back. It circles, it keeps us in that loop again, that circle. When you said that God says, you don't want me involved in your life, then I'll step back and let whatever happens, happens. The world is just going to take over. But then you have all these parents that say, but I did involve him in my child's life. I prayed right, every right. day. Yep, I prayed. Absolutely. I fasted. I. So then that throws us right back into that circle yeah. again of then why me? Yeah. Why my child? And I know I've heard, why not me? Why not my child? What makes me think I'm... I'm more special yep. than someone else that I shouldn't have to go through this or my child go through this. But our child, no matter how they left this earth, they're now in a wonderful spot. They are avoiding mm -hmm. all of this, anything that we go through in the future, the world goes through in the future. I mean, they went through that door, however they went through that door and departed. But we tend to see it as a negative thing that our child died. And once again, we're looking at it through our pain, which we can't help yeah. but doing. Well, and it is a neg negative thing from it our is, perspective. Yes. Yeah. And from God's view, and now mm -hmm. I believe our children's view, it's like, why would I want to be down there <laughs> when I can be here? <laughs> yeah. um, so a lot of it does come back to perspective. And I think, you know, really it all comes down. I won't even say faith. I'll say trust. It all comes mm -hmm. down to do we trust God with our lives? And a lot of us, I think we thought we did until our child died. And it just rattled us to the very core to where, I don't mm -hmm. know, do I trust God? Do I trust God? And I'll just say life will be easier as far as moving towards a place of healing, a place of redemption, a place of being able to live again with meaning and purpose if you stop, do your best, because those questions still come, but stop trying to ask, why did this happen? God, did you choose this? Is this what you chose for my child? Whether it's the wording or however we look at it, but the fact is it happened. Mm -hmm. And really the only way through it, I, I think of the when the crowd came, I think it's in John chapter 6, where the, the crowd came and Jesus fed them, multiplied the loaves and the fishes, and then everybody went away for the day. And the next day he was across uh, the boat and people were waiting for him. They wanted to see another miracle. They wanted this, you know, miracle mm -hmm. stuff is really what they were interested in. And he ended up talking about how his body, unless you can drink my blood kind of a thing. And he was referring to communion, but people didn't understand it. And they walked away. I mean, even some of his disciples, not the apostles, but the disciples, they didn't understand yeah. it. It didn't make sense. Picking up your cross. And, <laughs> well, and the whole drinking my blood, that yeah. was very against Jewish. Right. I mean, that was Jewish law that life is in the blood. And you have, I mean, kosher right. is very, very. So that was not even, did they not understand it? It was offensive to them. And so most people walked away. And Jesus turned to those that were left, and he said, are you going to walk away too? And Peter's answer was, where else would I go? You you have the words of eternal life. You have what I need. Even if mm -hmm. I don't understand what you just said, right. I do know enough that I trust you because there's nowhere else I can get any answers. And 
like I ended last week, not necessarily knowing the answers, but resting and abiding in the one who does. Exactly. And you and I certainly don't know all the answers. No, not even close, as you can tell by what we just talked about. We just, it seems to be that circle that we get ourselves caught in. And it seems like the only way out of that cycle, that circle, is to make a choice and say, I don't get it. Maybe it still makes me angry, but I have to choose you, God. I have to choose to trust you because where else am I going to go? Well, we didn't really come to uh, any major conclusions, did we? But I hope hearing us talk was still somewhat helpful to you. And it might be nice to know that nobody has it all figured out, right? Well, last week I told you for the month of October that we would be offering t-shirts for our listeners to purchase that have my weekly saying on them, hold on pain eases, there is hope. Well, since recording that, we have had some changes on those plans. Dave found a company to work with us to be able to have this saying not just on t-shirts, but on long sleeve tees. We've got wick t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, a mug. And there are also some color choices with these shirts. So to uh, take a look at them and to place an order, go to the store on our website. Just go to gpshope.org and click on the store and then uh, you'll see a Hope Merchandise button. Click on that and you'll be able to see everything that's available to you right now. There might be some glitches in the graphics. I don't know if I'll have this fixed in time or not, but you can still see them and you can still place an order. And I will put a link in the show notes that will take you also directly to those items. I also want to remind you again that we are pulling out of Wisconsin in the Hope Mobile a week from Saturday on October 16th. Our first night is in the Urbana, Illinois area. Then we're going to be overnight at a campground in Newcastle, Indiana. We'll be in Ohio in the Columbus Heath area through the 22nd, then overnight in Beckley, West Virginia on the 23rd. Then we'll be on to Lexington, North Carolina in that area, and we have a ministry time set up on October 28th in Thomasville, North Carolina. Then uh, we'll be there through November 13th, then moving into the Newport, North Carolina area through November 27th. And then after that, we're going to be hanging around in Florida in various places through February or March. We really do love to meet up with those who are connected to GPS Hope, which includes the listeners of this podcast as we travel. We usually will meet up at a restaurant for a meal or a cup of coffee. We also love to share hope and encouragement with support groups as we travel. So if you would like to connect with us and are close to any of the areas I just mentioned, send an email to us at office at gpshope.org and let us know where you are and let's see what we can do to get together. Let's go ahead and go to our birthday segment. Joshua Kirkendall was born on October 6th and is forever 14. Daniel Bryce Briggs was born on October 6th and is forever 19. Joshua Nicholson was born on October 9th and is forever 29. Nayam Deloach was born on October 10th and is forever 20. James Fielding was born on October 10th and is forever 28. Laura Rodriguez was born on October 11th and is forever 33. 
we celebrate the day these children came into the world and into the lives of their families. We know this is still an important day for all of us. If you would like to have your son or daughter shared with our listeners, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. There will be a form there. Just fill out, uh, send in the, submit the information that we need for this, and I would be honored to announce them the week of his or her birthday. So, does God choose when we die? Well, I guess it really depends on how you look at it. We do know that God knows what will happen in each of our lives without robbing us of our freedom to make choices because we have a God-given right to make choices. And sometimes those choices become literally life or death. Sometimes God intervenes and sometimes he doesn't for reasons that make no sense at all to us on this side of eternity. As I said last week, we may not understand or have all the answers that we want to have, but we can rest and abide in the one who does. And as always, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is 